If you open your Bible to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 8, I want to look at two verses, verses 5 and 6. Amen. Look what it says. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the mindset, mindset, on the flesh is what? Death. But the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. I want to talk about this morning unstuck in your thinking. Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, unstuck. Today's message, thank you, thank you, ushers. Today's message, uh, I want to do something different in this message today. This message is going to be more of an evaluation than points, than life points. So throughout this sermon, I'm going to ask you questions that I would like for you to honestly answer. Amen? I want to ask you questions. I'm going to ask you questions that I want you to honestly answer about yourself. In your think about your thinking. In counseling, we use what's called evaluations, diagnostic tools. Most of those tools are geared around questions. Oftentimes, when it comes down to our thinking, many of us think that our outward circumstance And some believe that the reason that we have arrived to a certain place in life, it's simply because of our environment or the cards that we were dealt with in life. There is a big push right now around the idea of mental health. Or mental illness. You you see it all over the news. And you've seen that. They have certain. Awareness around mental health. Am I right about it? Many of us. The truth be told. We struggle with our thoughts. Do I have anybody? Can I tell you something. This morning. There is a battle for your mind. And the battle is vicious. It's unrelenting. Uh, And it is unfair because Satan never plays fair. Come on. And the reason why it's so intense is because your mind is your greatest asset. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. If you think it, 
I believe to some degree you can achieve it. Do I have anybody? But let me ask this question. Do you struggle with negative thoughts? Do you struggle with doubt? A defeated mindset at times? Denial? Discouragement? What consumes your mind? And I know sometimes it's the everyday things of life. Bills. Come on, somebody. Uh, Bills. Come on, somebody. Bills. When? When will things get better? When will life turn out better for me? You live in a time where nothing cannot be achieved. I believe that some of us are where we are because of the way we think. Let me ask another question. What do you input in your mind every day? What do you look at? What do you read? What messages do you bring in? Amen. Because all of these things play a part in the way you think. And I don't know, I'm talking to somebody here today. Maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're stuck in your thinking. Maybe you don't believe that you can go further than where you are right now in life. But I want to tell you something. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You have been crucified with Christ. I told you your self-image. That is no longer, come on somebody, I who live, that old I. But Christ living through me is how I can understand life now. If you don't see yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror every morning, if you don't see the identity of Christ in you, I believe that's possibly why you are struggling with your thinking. Because if you don't know who you are, Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. And in this series, what I've attempted to do is to help you to understand who the old you was and who the new you is. That's Ebonics. Amen. And I want to say to somebody here this morning, I believe that you could be further along. But your capacity to think beyond today has caused you to get stuck in yesterday. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. So many believers are stuck in their thinking. Amen. They're they're stuck. They're stuck in their thinking. And and I want to say this. Paul, he writes this passage, this this chapter on the hinge of chapter 7, where in chapter 7, He talks about the struggle that all of us have. He talks about the struggle of two natures. That we have a flesh, we have the flesh and we have the spirit and there's a fight going on inside of us. 
Watch this, watch this. Look, look at chapter 7, verse 15. I want to help somebody with something. Because somebody here today, somebody, somebody here today, you right here in this chapter, you, you, you in verse 15 of chapter 7. Look what he says. He says, for that, for that which I am doing, I do not understand. So I blame everybody. I blame the system. I blame my past. I blame my parents. I blame homegirl. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all follow me? I blame the popos because here's the thing. Because what I want to do, I don't understand. He's having a problem with his what? Come on, somebody. And you know, you know, I believe that if you and I can get unstuck today, I'm talking about taking the Velcro, but not just the Velcro. I'm talking about taking the glue. Amen. Off that old thinking. Some of us are nailed down. We got to get us a hammer. We may need to get to get us a power drill or something and unzip ourselves from that old way of thinking because I want to tell somebody here, you and I, we may be stuck there simply because of our thinking. And God wants to reveal more to you. He wants to open up some things to you. But I realized something the other day. I said, man, if I don't have the capacity Come on, somebody. To receive, if I'm still thinking old thoughts. Look what he says. He says, he says, for that which I'm doing, I don't understand. For I'm not practicing what I would like to do, but I'm doing the very thing I want. Anybody there? Anybody there? Come on, somebody. You Come on, come on somebody. Help me, will you? You will help me, right? Watch what you see. He said, I'm doing the very thing I want to do. Anybody got that conflict going on? Look what he said. Look what he said in verse 6. He said, but if I do the very thing I do not wish, he says, I agree with the law confessing that it's good. Look what he said in verse 17. He says, so no longer am I the one doing it, but what? Sin which dwells in me. You know what he's talking about? His genetics. He's talking about genetically we're born sinners. So we will naturally gravitate towards what? Things we don't want to do. But when I came to Jesus and now, you know, watch this. Here's why we struggle. Because we know the word. Oh, y'all ain't trying to hear me today. Y'all, listen. We know the word. Amen. I set my clock real low today, so I'm almost done. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. We know the word. In chapter 7, he said, you know why I knew I was a coveter? You know why I know I wasn't doing right, I wasn't thinking right? He said, because I knew the word. Had I not known the word, guess what? I wouldn't be sitting here today. But here's the thing. I wouldn't struggle so much, watch this, with my thinking. And some of us were wrestling in our minds every single day. But you know who we're wrestling with or what we're wrestling with? The word. Somebody tell your neighbor it's the word, it's the word. He says, There's sin in me, I get it, 
But the only reason why I know there's sin in me is because I know the what? Come on, help me say amen. That's why you're struggling. But I want to give you some. Thank God that you know the word. Because that means to some degree that you are what? Saved. Give God a hand clap of praise for that. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad that God didn't leave me where I was. Come on and say amen. I thank God that yes, I'm glad sometimes I'm convicted. I'm glad I don't feel comfortable in my old self. Come on somebody. Because the word of God is what reminds me or reveals to me what's really going on inside of me. Oh, I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for his word. He says, listen, there's something going on in me. But let me show you something real quick about how some of us feel. Look at verse 23 of 7. Verse 23. He says, uh, for I see a different member. I see a different law in the members of my body. Waging war against the what? Do you not know there's a law? A principle for thinking? Come on, somebody. He says there's a war going on and there's a principle going on inside of me. Look what he says. The law of my mind. Somebody say, making me what? Oh, Lord Jesus. Have you ever felt that way? Well, you're just a prisoner. You're so fixated on something that you become a prisoner of it. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about the fact that there's a law going on inside of me. Watch this, a principle over my mind. That's the reason why I can't think beyond where I am today. He says, I'm a prisoner of it. I'm locked up to negativity. Come on, somebody. Amen. I'm so locked up to doubt that I can't see past today because I'm looking at everybody else trying to figure out how did they get to where they are. But if you spend some time evaluating where you are, I believe you can get further than where they are. Do I have anybody? See, what we do all the time, we compare ourselves. Amen. But we're using the wrong evaluation or the wrong tool to evaluate. So Paul goes on to say, he says, man, I got, I'm a prisoner, man. Verse 24, he says, oh, wretched man that I am. You know what he was saying here? He said, man, who will set me free from this body? He said, man, listen, I'm struggling. Anybody struggling? Pastor, I'm struggling with my thinking. Listen, I want, I, I hear you. <laughs> and that's about all. I hear what you're saying. I hear you. How many sermons have you heard? I hear what you're saying. But when I, when boots go out on them streets, pastor, you don't understand what I deal with. He said, but there's a way to do this. There's a way. Watch this. There's a way. To free your mind. There's a way today to be set free. There's a way today to become unstuck in your thinking. You know what I found out about God? He's not interested in how much knowledge you have. I found that out a long time ago. He's not, he's not closely, he doesn't even care if you pronounce it right. 
For real. You know what he's concerned about? The heart. Can you live it? Remember back in the day, the old folk, they couldn't even pronounce it. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Y'all, y'all with me? But they sure could live it. When, when they walked around and said, I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. Listen, listen. They didn't know nothing about theology and theocracy and all this bureaucracy and Barack Obama. They didn't know nothing of that. But what they did know, my mind is on somebody that I don't see. But guess what? I can make it through this day. Seriously. A lot of us get stuck and the reason we're stuck I used to think it was potential as you're thinking. Because some of you, all of you got potential. Amen. But it's your thinking. So, so I want to I wanna do this. I want yeah, to show you something. Look, look at verse 1 of chapter 8. And just in case you say, man, you know, I keep falling in sin. And, you know, keep messing up. You know, I done messed up. Stop letting Satan fool you. We all mess up. I keep telling y'all, I ain't going to go back there again. All right? We all mess up. We're going to leave it right there. Because chapter 8, verse 1, is your peace right there. Tell your neighbor, that's my peace. Look what he said in verse 1. There, there is therefore now. Uh Uh-oh, let's back up to verse 25 real quick. He says, but thanks be to God, chapter 7, through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then in one hand I myself with my mind. See what I'm saying? Tell your neighbor, it's the mind. That's why I need two weeks here. That's why I need two weeks. He says, therefore now with my what? See, a body can show up. But if your mind is not here, (laughs) that's why we lead the same. Because we don't give our minds over to the message because we're thinking about, man, did I leave the pot on? (laughs) Come on, somebody. You think about, man, I got to go fix that flat tire when I leave here. You think about a whole lot of things because you have a cluttered mind. But if you allow your mind to be captivated by the word of God, it will begin to change and your life is going to be changed. Look what Paul said. Paul says, I understand I'm good. We're going to struggle with sin. Let's stop talking about all that. We're going to struggle with sin. Okay, boom, there it is. All right, now, what are we going to do about it? He said, look what we're going to do about it. He says, for then on one hand, I myself with my mind, I'm serving the law of God. But on the other, with my flesh, what? Ah, that's what I've been trying to tell y'all a long time. You're going to struggle with sin. But you don't have to let it overpower your mind. Because if you can conquer your mind, you can conquer the sin. Then it no longer has a hold on you anymore. Tell your neighbor it's in the mind. It's in the mind. It's in the mind. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. But 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 just in case you keep slipping. <laughs> a 
And just in case people tell you stuff that they don't know nothing about. Or oh, what well, the pastor condoning sin. Read your Bible. Don't let nobody interpret it for you. Read it. Come to Bible study. And I'm going to show you how to break it down. Watch what he says. He says, therefore, uh oh, she's a Bible study. Hold on, Pastor. We're doing good on Sunday. What? Watch what he said. He says, there, there, there is therefore now no what? Stop condemning yourself. When you feel bad, you're supposed to feel bad, but get up and say, I'm finna dust this thing off and get back to church. Right, Heard? All right. He says, there's no condemnation for those who are what? Those who are what? So stop condemning me. Because I mess up. Because I fall every now and then. Come on, somebody. Because there's a war going on in my flesh and my mind. But my mind, I'm telling Satan today, you can't have my mind no more. You can't have my mind no more. Come on, somebody. Yeah, I know I touched something I ain't supposed to touch. I know I did something I wasn't supposed to do. But guess what? If you make it your mindset, it's gonna become you're gonna become whatever that is. See, it's a mindset. Look what he says. He says, For the law of the spirit of life of Jesus Christ has set you what? Set you what? Free. Tell your neighbor I'm free. Come on, y'all. These legalistic Pharisaic teachings has caused us to feel condemned. Amen. Got to be careful of that. It's in your mind. Watch this. He says, the spirit in Jesus Christ has set you free from what? The law of sin of death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did by sending what? His own son in likeness of sinful flesh. Watch this. So in other words, Jesus took care of it. All right? He done that. He done did that for you. Look at verse 4. In order that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled, what? In us who do not walk, but according to the what? So you got to do your part now. Now, if you're chasing after the flesh, it's easy to do that. Amen. Especially when you sign up for rocket tickets. <laughs> the flesh. Inside joke. <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> Amen. But, 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 look, but look what he says, y'all. So the first question, okay, so, so the first question in your evaluation is this. He says, for those who are according to the what? To the what? Now this word according, it's the word kata in the Greek. And the word means to lean against. Kata. But then it has the other the other idea of the word is to push yourself off from there and to go down. It means to go from higher to lower. 
Watch where I'm going with this. He says, for those who are according to the flesh, those who are kata and leading, but ones who are going down according to the flesh. So the first question is this. Here's the first question. It means standards. What standards do you live by? Members evaluation. What standards do you live by? The word kata means to go from higher to lower, down from higher to a lower place. Can you imagine that if you set those who are according to the flesh? Can I say something? What defines you? Your stuff? What drives you? Money? What motivates you? Money? What motivates you? What's your standard? Is it biblical? Or is it worldly? The world has a set of standards that I've told you about that it wants you to live by. The world will tell you cut corners to get where you go, where you got to go. Step on other people to get to the top of the ladder. The world standard, he says, those, those who are courting, those who are kata. And when you lean against the world, guess what's going to happen? Positionally, you go from what? Watch this. Positionally, you go from where? And progressively, you go down. Blesses the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor stand in the way of sinners. Nor sit in the seat of of scornful. Of scoffers, right? No, I'm sorry. He says, walk in the way of sinners. Stand. And then he says, sit. It's a what? Progression. So the question I have for you is, where do you get your standards from? If it's not the word that you're living against, then your standards, you've borrowed it from a whole lot of other places. And it came from the world. So you can live in the world, have the standards of the word, and have a great mind. Do I have anybody? Watch this. Here's a question. Those who are according to the flesh move from higher to lower. But here's what they also do. You ready? You know what this word lower means? You ready for this? Brace yourself. It means you lower your standards. You knew he didn't have no job. You know he had 17 baby mamas. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You knew all of this. But you said in your mind, I would never do something like that. I was good. I was uh, no. I have higher standards. 
But the reason you gave in is because you got in the flesh. Because those standards were not against the word. Hello, somebody. It was against the world. And that's how you got got. Because the moment that you say something without having the word of God, Satan works overtime to prove you wrong. It's lowering your standards. Watch this. They drop their standards. Your mind dictates your direction. Your mind dictates your direction. It's not the circumstances that's happening to you. It's your thinking that's directing you right now. If this didn't happen to me, if that, I'm glad that happened to me. I thank God for every disappointment I had in life. Because if it had not been for those disappointments, I would have stayed right where I was. Look what he says next. He says, he says, those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the what? On the what? On the what? On the what? There's a key word right there. The what? Things. What? What? The things. I want more. I want this. If I get just the bigger this, if I get a little better that, if I did I'm gonna be better. But you get all those things and you're still thinking crazy. Crazy is a blessed book. <laughs> Cause you got all those things and you think it's you. If I just have if I just get this thing, we'll be more happier. Try to get along first. How about you try that? Try not to argue for a week. How about that? Here's the next question. Tell the truth. I got six minutes and 28 seconds. I got two more points. All right, I like that. That's honest. The Bible talks about being trouble-minded, depraved mind, sinful mind, uh, dull mind, blinded mind, and a corrupt mind. Which one you got? See, when you're worldly-minded, all you think about are things. Watch this. The Bible says in 1 John, he says, do not love the world. Nor the what? Y'all know the verse? Nor the what? For all that's in the world is the what? Lust of the what? What else? All that's in the world is what? The lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the Boastful things. So watch this. You see it, you get it, you boast about it, and you don't change. So I got the Maserati. Okay. Now what? Right? So the question I have for you to, to evaluate, are you worldly minded? Watch what he goes on to say next. It's there. He says, 
um, those who are according to the flesh set their minds, and this is how you can tell who's worldly and who's spiritual, right? And some of us, I love what you said, some of us, we got split personality. I mean, we're half and half. <laughs> Depends on the day. If it's our birthday, we all the way worldly. Don't let it be our birthday, y'all. Don't let it be our birthday. The whole week. I'm talking about the whole week. Come by, come back. Look, eyes blood red, and just the whole week. And you know that week can get you. <laughs> Look what he says next. He says, "But those who are courting, same word kata." According to the what? Spirit. The what? See? See what I'm saying? See, 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 this is what I'm saying, right? If all that consumes your mind is worldliness or worldly things, then you got to struggle. You're struggling with your mind. It's not that you're not saved. It's just you struggling with this. Right? Because look, this has gotten you. So here's the next question. Number three. Are you living what the spirit filled means? What does that mean? Here's what it means. You ready? Real simple. I'm not going to go there. Um, Let's just say control. That's what it means. It simply means you're allowing the spirit to control your mind, your thinking. That's what it means. It means what? And and how many of you could tell the difference? How many of you know when you're in the spirit and when you're not? (laughs) So, So tomorrow, I want you to use this as an evaluation, right? You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Marcus? You know what I'm talking about? That's what we got to do. We, we, we good. Cause I saw, I checked him out yesterday. Uh, you know, you know, you got to, you got to, you, you got to, got to monitor. Like I know when I'm in the flesh, I know it. I know it. So, so you have to ask, is the spirit controlling me or am I being controlled by my desires? That with me? I got one minute fifty six seconds. Watch this. So what that means is this: the music, the music you listen to. Uh oh. Uh huh. The music. Let me help y'all, Netflix bingers. All of them series that's got a whole bunch of CSI corruption and all this other stuff. All that police detective stuff. All that is depraved. Think about it. Oh, it's got to look, and it's going to end the same way. Plot, the plot is the same. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Scandal getting ready to come out. New season. Watch this. It's going to be the same thing. Come on. Spirit field. And when the Spirit of God is controlling you, you can discern this foolishness. Watch this. Watch what he says next. Verse 8, and I'm done. 
He says, for the mind set on what? The flesh is what? Death. It's what? But the mind set on the spirit. See the difference? See the difference? Well, let me say this. Next question is this. When you put your hand on it, does it just fall apart? You're doing it with the wrong mind. If your ministry isn't flourishing, come on somebody. If your marriage isn't flourishing, if you're, come on somebody. If you're not maturing, if whatever you put your hands to, if it always ends, because he says, because the mind set on the flesh, because maybe you're doing it with the what? With a fleshly mind. And that's the reason why it ends in what? Death. But watch the next verse. Next verse says, not the next verse, the rest of that verse says, but the mind set on the spirit is what? And here's the question I have for you. Put it up on the screen. Last question. Are you enjoying? Do you have life? Are you living in peace? Because if you don't have those two, if you can't even understand your life, come on somebody. When he says life, it means that you're really living with a detached mind, watch this, from the world. Watch this. You're not trying to accumulate, hallelujah to his holy name. You're trying to glorify. Do I have anybody? You're content with what God has given you. Come on, somebody. You're not trying to keep up with the Joneses because guess what? You understand the Joneses are going one way. But you are so content and you can live, you can hold hands with your wife and husband and just enjoy the life you have. Why? Because you have life and peace. You may be in the midst of chaos, but you have life and peace because your mind is in the right place. The question today is, do you want to be unstuck? Paul says in Philippians 4, 8, and dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what's honorable, what's right, what's pure, what's lovely, what's admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and praiseworthy. It's been a while now, but a popular show aired years ago called Different Strokes. It's rather a funny show. There's about two little boys, named one named Arnold and Willis. The boy's mother had been the maid of the man, Mr. Drummond. Y'all remember Mr. Drummond? But she died. Not wanting the boys to be left to wander into, back into the projects, he adopted them and brought them to live in his penthouse. The whole show revolved around those two boys from the projects trying to learn how to live in the penthouse. Tell your neighbor from the project, from the project. to the penthouse. Much comedy surrounded them bringing old ways into a new environment. There was a lot of great entertainment to see Mr. Drummond try to educate these young boys in the finer things in life in their new environment. The question of the show was whether or not you could take boys out of the projects and put them into the penthouse 
and expect them to leave the projects behind. The whole show was about how difficult it is for people to get rid of old patterns once they have been established. When God found you and me, we were in the spiritual projects. Do I have anybody? And now he has now seated us in heavenly places. We are now in the penthouse. But many of us have drug along with us a whole lot of old patterns from the old neighborhood. Those patterns are called the flesh in the Bible. The flesh is not merely the body, but the body with its old patterns. Do I have anybody? And if you're going to become unstuck in your thinking, you got to ask yourself a question. Do you really want to be in the penthouse or do you want to go back to the projects? God bless you. (laughs) Praise the Lord.